0: Hey, and welcome to episode number 138 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I had the opportunity to talk again with Sandra McCracken. Super cool process for recording a whole worship album live, basically. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. A lot of great heart stuff, a lot of stuff to point uh, ourselves in the right direction when we are leading worship and also to just facilitate uh, a great heart of worship and uh, just a good devotional life. So here we go with episode number 138 of the Church Collective Podcast.
1: Um, Yeah, this new project is really... um it kind of comes out of the of the experience of playing these songs live and touring this out al- the last two albums, um, Psalms in God's Highway. So these songs are all basically soaked in or directly words from Scripture. And that is unique in the sense that, yes, I'm telling my story and I'm kind of weaving it together with my life experiences, but, but we're coming back to these words that are like, you know, it's like God's hymnal. So there's some group singing and we're sitting in this room together and you don't have the barriers of a stage, um, between an audience and between us as the band, you bet we set up in the middle of the room in a living room at the art house and then had, had, um, friends and, and folks in the community that came and participated and just, they just sat all around us kind of like a big circle and we recorded the whole thing. And, um, so it was a, it was quite an experience. I think Zach Pritchard who did the film, and um, I, I think you, it's like this way of being part of it and this invitation to be part of it that it feels like a very organic experience of, of um, music that's like music and prayer and reflection and storytelling and um, kind of all rolled into one.
0: Sure. Could you um, speak a little bit towards what? What was the inspiration for really drawing scripture into the songwriting process? Uh,
1: that's a good question. I guess a couple of years ago, um, I I came out of a season where I wasn't writing. I, well, I ca- I came into a season of writing that was new for me, and in that, um, I found a lot of comfort and a lot of resonance in just singing singing directly from the Psalms, and I, I guess sometimes, um, you know, we go through stages in life where you want to borrow somebody else's words because you don't really you say like i don't I don't know, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know how I feel, <laughs> you know, and it was a season like that for me where I went to the psalms and um the psalm psalms helped me help to teach me how to sing and how to lift my voice and how to say um, ask questions that I needed to ask and how to find. It was almost like um, rehabilitation, like if you go through a thing where you're learning to, you're learning to exercise your voice and your muscles, and you know it's like sure. it was sort of a spiritual, um, uh, a spiritual practice of rehabilitation that was just good for me. So, I think that's I'm not I'm not unique in that. That's been a tradition in the church and in mm-hmm. faith communities for as long as there we've been here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> could you could you speak maybe a little bit towards So you set up, you set yourself out to do this live. What kind of considerations did you have to think through to be ready to capture that?
1: Um, Well, there's a lot of spontaneity with the band. Um, We, the two of the four of us live in Brooklyn, New York, and then two of us live in Tennessee. And so we don't really get together every week to rehearse or anything. We just... um, we meet up and we'll play together and we will meet up and we'll make an album together. And, um, so I think one of the things that you see in this, in, in this, um, film and in the record is the, um, is the collaboration, like the spontaneous collaboration. So there's improvisation, there's an element of surprise, like, The endings of the songs and the moments in between, and are we going to do this chorus once or twice here, or do we go back to the verse? I think you you can feel a little bit of the on the edge of your seatness of that in in this performance, and I I guess I prefer that as music is so polished these days that I think this reflects a spontaneity. And so yes, there was preparation, but a lot of what's happening is like um, is in the moment.
0: Do you have any um any advice for a worship leader that like totally resonates with yeah I'm so produced we're so we're doing every song exactly the same every week um got any advice for them on how they can maybe break the mold a little bit
1: Um well I think that oh that's a good it's a good question. I guess on one hand you do have to put in the hours of learning the chords and um sure playing the scales or rehearsing the instrument like all that needs to happen and then when you get to the moment I think you just have to like put it all aside and and not over prepare so I while I think developing the craft and the and the skill of playing your instrument well and knowing um and the and the craft of songwriting I think when it comes to the moment you have to really just like clear it all out and then go go from the gut and Sometimes I think in our in in all the slickness of our world and in in um, in all the the ways that we receive like entertainment and media and all that it's just so polished mm. and we ha- and we kind of forget how to just be humans and that there are moments of awkwardness between us yeah. and there are pauses and we say things weird and then we we apologize. I mean that is the thing that happens when we interact in awkwardness and apology is is actually nourishing to our souls because it helps us to know that um, that we belong and we don't have to be slick and mm. so I think you know as it applies to songwriting it's important but I think as or, as it applies to any kind of life it's important yeah. <laughs> you know
0: how do you um, maybe speak a little bit towards spiritually getting prepared for doing a live recording like that what what were you guys do you have like a devotional time or maybe even just speak towards your personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and how that Hmm. comes out in your, in your songwriting and your performing?
1: That's a good question. I, in the last year, I think my habits have changed. Um, Maybe the last two years I have moved into a stage of um, less uh, uh, rigorous study and more reflection and silence. Hmm. So taking, so if I have an hour in the morning, if I can get up early before anybody else in the house is awake um, and I've made a habit of that in this last year or two. I mean, I hate to say it out loud because it's like, I, you know, it's not some rigid discipline. It's just I've learned to love it. And, you know, getting up early and having the quietness of that time and, and not studying to study or to learn something, but studying to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that feels like it's really opened up something different in my heart. And it's opened up... Um, a spaciousness that I didn't know I I didn't know I had that in me. I thought I needed to talk or journal or learn something for that time to be meaningful. Yeah. But as it turns out, you're just like you you're just like in being in the room together and sitting with the Holy Spirit in a way that's like, Oh, I mean, there's no agenda here. And then I think things bubble up out of that silence and and I start to see myself more accurately, hmm. and I start to feel the need to confess in a way that's not because the confession was given to me, but because um, I'll just start to think about things. Stuff will come into my mind, and and it. So there's, you know, like the Eastern idea of meditation where you empty your mind. It's not the same as emptying your mind. I think, I think, um, meditation around scripture and around. Um, like a rich theology is really just a time of, um of like it, like if you had a passage like you know, I've heard I think it's Richard Rohr that, that has guided this, but probably other people have before. But there's a thing where you you take the scripture like "Be still, my soul," mm-hmm. and then you take one word off, and then you say "Be still, my," "Be still, my," you know, and then you say like basically yeah. taking a passage and taking it apart, deconstructing it. And just letting it breathe a little bit. Um, so that kind of a habit. I, and there are like so many ways to do that. And there are so many traditions that have done that for years. But that kind of contemplative practice is really it has really made this steadfast project what it is because it's it's. I think it shows in in my life and it shows in how I would um, facilitate a room and facilitate singing in the conversation like that. It, hmm. it seems to come up out of that.
0: Yeah. You, you talk a little bit towards you mentioned facilitating a room what what does that dynamic feel like for you? you? just advice for like most of our audience worship leaders week to week. like I'm sure they'd love to glean some kind of insight from you on how what are you listening for? how are you how are you directing people in worship when you're in an environment like that?
1: Hmm. Um, there is a um, there's a quote, Henry nowen talks about hospitality in terms of making peace with our own loneliness Hmm. and that then we're able to offer hospitality to a stranger when we're not needing something from them or we're not trying to fix them Hmm. so in facilitating um i guess i would use the word facilitate because it's it's not just performance i'm not trying to be the center i'm trying to bring everybody in and um you know i think my whole life it's like i'm the kind of person that like wants to keep people happy i'm like a people pleaser whatever that's That can be a struggle, right, And Mm. for a lot of us. And I think the way that I've seen, um, while I can acknowledge that and say that is not what I'm made for, there is a part of that that is a gift that I think God is transforming to say, um, you don't have to please everybody, but you can invite people into the middle. So he's taking this thing that's a natural inclination, which is like, how to keep everybody happy and transforming it into a thing that says, how do you invite everybody in and how do you um, facilitate hospitality? And some of it just comes down to the fact that um, I need healing from what it would mean to need that. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't do it for you. I can't make everybody in this room. um, I can't bring the wholeness of their circumstances. I can't bring um, resolution to their sorrows. I can't bring, um, I can't bring all that, but there's one who can. Mm -hmm. And so if we usher in a space that would say, Hey, we're here together and we're going to ask him together and we're going to pray that he brings his comfort. Um, I think that's what facilitating looks like. And it, it feels important. It feels important to grow in that and to learn more and more how to do that with, um, with where I'm participating in it as well as leading it.
0: Yeah, that's great. What's, um, inspiring you lately?
1: Hmm. Um, I just saw, um, so the cover art on steadfast on the record is, um, Lila's Trotter. She was a missionary and did these watercolor paintings. And I really love finding more, finding out more about her work and her (laughs) life. There's a documentary about her, right. uh, that you can get, I think it's on Netflix. Um, but, um, and I just got a couple of books that continue to tell more of her story and show some of her artwork. But the, that image really captured me on the cover. And um, I, I really am not gifted at visual art at all, but it moves me. And um, increasingly so as I'm starting to try to slow down in my life more intentionally, um, I love visual art. And I, I love how it moves me where I don't understand why and I don't know how to talk about it and um, because I'm such a wordy kind of verbal person um so i think uh her work and just going to the art museum and sitting and getting lost in a painting i think that's what inspires me these Mm days
0: that's great um so we have a facebook community group and every time we do an interview we try to ask uh, whoever we're talking to what uh what can we be praying for for you
1: Hmm. oh thank you um i i think um Uh, There's an old hymn that says, Life is Full of Swift Transition, (laughs) and uh, that that hymn's called Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. And I think um, as I look back and as I look forward, I'm in a stretch of time that feels like transition, and it feels like it's been transitioning and it continues to transition. And I think my prayer is for God to meet me and hold things in integration, even when there's um, not—like that He would hold— the integration of my life, even when everything feels like it's um, transitioning from one thing to the next.
0: That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time.